Hi, this is Maddie Rose, host of The Fame Game, and this is Our Future is Missing. Please be on the lookout for Lauren Spirer. She is 20 years old and went missing from Bloomington, Indiana, June 3rd, 2011 at 4.30 a.m. She is Caucasian, 4'11", 95 pounds, with blue eyes and blonde hair. She was wearing a white tank top, a white button-down shirt, and full-length black spandex pants. If you know of Lauren's whereabouts, please contact the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children's Hotline, 1-800-THE-LOST or 1-800-843-5678. To see a picture of Lauren, please click on the link on the Voice America homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to ourfutureismissing.com. Thank you. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are all of your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Program. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today, we will be reviewing Diary of a Wimpy Kid Dog Days, The Lorax, Hope Springs, and Air Bud. So, to start off the show, we are going to be talking about the new film, Diary of a Wimpy Kid Dog Days, and we have with us Juliana. So, how are you doing today, Juliana? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm awesome. So, why don't you tell me a little bit about this film? Okay. So, this film is about Greg trying to have the best summer ever by sitting inside and playing video games. But (laughs) that's not what his dad wants. His dad wants him to be like his neighbors and play outside all the time. And Greg just doesn't want to be outside. He wants to watch TV all day. Well, that is just a typical teenage boy for you. So why don't you tell me what you thought of the acting in this film? Because I personally am a huge fan of Diary of a Wimpy Kid, the books, and also the movies. And I actually had the pleasure of interviewing Zachary Gordon, the main character, um, for Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Roderick Rules, which was the second film. So what did you think of the acting in this movie? Um, I thought they did a really good job with the acting. But mm-hmm. someone I thought they did a really good job was um, the guy who played Roderick. Oh yeah, he was hysterical at this one part where they were at the. He's funny. Yeah, when they were at the country club, it was so funny. I think he's probably my favorite character because he's just so funny, and he's like the annoying older brother that's like crazy. And yeah, I think his band is pretty funny too. Loaded diaper, and he does not spell it right at all. So why don't you tell me what you thought of your favorite scene or character, if you have one? Um, well, my favorite character, I'm thinking, is probably Fregly. <laughs> and why is that? Um, I liked Fregly just because he's, like, different from everyone else, and he's, like, not afraid to be himself. He's just him, and he's, like, this little daredevil. I know. And he's, he's not so afraid. Funny. I, I hate to say this, but my cousin is, like, just like Fregly. Like, he looks just like him. His hair isn't as long. 
but he looks just like him and he's so crazy and acts just like him. And I'm like, oh my goodness, it's just, it's just like Wrigley. Do you think you have a favorite scene in this movie? Um, yes. Um, my favorite scene was also why I thought Roderick did a good job with his acting. My favorite scene was when he was trying to get Heather Hill's attention by pretending to be drowning. And she wasn't paying any attention. So this random guy just, and he's all hairy. He jumps into the pool and he takes Roderick out. And then he does mouth to mouth. And (laughs) Roderick's face was so hysterical looking. He was just like, like, what's happening? That's so funny. Oh my gosh. Well, I personally cannot wait to see this movie. Like I said, I'm a huge fan of all of the other Diary of a Wimpy Kid movies, and I'm sure I'm going to laugh hysterically at that part, so I cannot wait. So what did you think of the cinematography in this movie? I thought the cinematography was great. They did a really good job with it, and Mm -hmm. it was like, wow, this is a good movie. Mm-hmm. And do you read any of the Diary of a Wimpy Kid books, or are you familiar at all with the Diary of a Wimpy Kid books? Yes, I've actually read them all, and I'm waiting for the seventh one to come out. So, oh my goodness, me too. What did? How did you think um, the book? I mean, how do you think the movie played off of the book? Um, they added some stuff to it, so it wasn't exactly the same, but. Mm. It was very similar to the book. Cool. I always like it when movies are similar to the books. Because obviously they are going to add some stuff and take out some stuff. Just to make it more like cinematic or whatever. But I think it's pretty cool that it stayed true to the book. So why don't you tell me about, you know, how many stars you would give this film? Um... If I could, I'd definitely give it more than five, but definitely five. (laughs) Awesome. Well, I am very, very glad you liked it. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we are reviewing the films Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Dog Days, The Lorax, Hope Springs, and Air Bud. So right now we are talking with Juliana, and we are talking a little bit about Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Dog Days. So what age group would you recommend for this film? I think they're all good. Mm-hmm. And um, Is there anything about this movie in particular that stands out? Well, in the other movies, they're in school. But in this movie, they're on vacation in, like, summer. And so it's of, a little bit different that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And why don't you tell me about the emotion in this film? Well... Some of the scenes were, like, sad. Like, they're, like, when Greg disappointed his father. His, like, father was, like, disappointed and actually, like, really sad. Mm-hmm. And then in another scene, um, it was really touching. Like, he learned a lesson, and his father was very proud of him. And mm-hmm. I thought it was really and do you think... Nice. But do you think overall this film is like a good comedy, family, fun movie? Yes, definitely. Awesome. So talk to me a little bit about the relationship between Roderick and um, his little brother. Because I know in the um, the past movies, they fought and then they got along. So what's the relationship like now? Well, they do love each other, but they are, like, fighting every now and then. But in this movie, 
they're not fighting as much. They're actually like being friendly to each other. Like, oh my goodness, it's a miracle. I know. And Greg's like, they're making deals with each other. They're looking out for each other. It's just really nice that they're actually getting along instead of always being fighting. I know when Roderick rules, Greg and Roderick actually got pretty close. So I was just wondering, like, what their relationship would do afterwards. Like, I was wondering, would it get really bad again? Or would they be, like, best friends? So it seems like it's somewhere in the middle. So do you think that there were any morals or messages in this film? Um, yeah, I, there's a few. Um, one is that a man that makes no mistakes hasn't, like, lived. Mm -hmm. I think that's what it was. And then there was one that you have to always live up to what you did, even if you don't like it. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like, you may make a mistake, but you still should own up to it. I think those are some awesome messages. Yeah. Because I personally love the one where it's like, a man who makes no mistakes hasn't lived. I think that's awesome. Because everybody makes mistakes, and even adults make mistakes, because making mistakes is part of learning. So I think that's awesome. So if you had to be any specific character in this film, who would you be and why? Um, I'd probably be Holly Hills, because she's really nice, and everyone likes her because she's just so nice to everyone. And mm-hmm. unlike her sister, though, who's like so mean. She's like your typical 16-year-old, always mean and, like, bossy, and she wants control of everything. Yeah. And do you think that, you know, because obviously you could see yourself as Holly Hills, which is awesome. Um, But do you think people, you know, who can't necessarily see themselves as that character, do you think they'd be able to relate to the storyline? Yeah, because there's so many people in this movie, and they're all different in their own ways, so... Mm-hmm. And what did you think of the soundtrack of this film? Um, there wasn't really any music, but when there was, I thought it really added well to this movie. That's awesome. Like, the opening music. It was really <laughs> catchy. Well, that's awesome. One last quick question before we go to break. My question is to you, what is something in this film that stood out to you, like, so much? Like, the um, most memorable thing of this film? The most memorable thing was that her, his dad and him were, like, they thought they were different. But in the end, they ended up being totally alike. And they got so much closer. And I thought that was really nice and, like, sweet. That's awesome. Well, Juliana, thank you so much for telling us all about Diary of a Wimpy Kid Dog Days. So be sure to check it out when it comes out in theaters because it looks so hilarious and I cannot wait to go see it. Let's take a break. I'm Raven Devaney from Kids First Coming Attractions and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. 
To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the kids' first film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. And welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Ray Devani, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Now let's discuss the film The Lorax, which comes out on DVD and Blu-ray today, August 7th. So be sure to go check it out in stores. And we have with us Cheyenne. So how are you doing today, Cheyenne? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. Awesome. So why don't you tell me a little bit about this film? Well, it's about a boy named Ted voiced by Zac Efron, who has a crush on Audrey, a teenager, who is played by Taylor Swift. And way back then, there's these trees, and they're like as soft as silk. But they're, now, in the, now in these days, they have like artificial trees that are made out of plastic and stuff. And so... And Audrey's dreaming about, like, I really want one of those real trees. And Ted's, like, heard him, heard her. And he's, like, and his grandma knows that, ooh, you got a, you have a crush there? He's, like, I know where you could find, I know where you could find a tree. Go to the Wensler. And so the Wensler is very mysterious. And so he has to, he has to go through all these twists and turns from his adventure to get one, to get a tree. 
and all the stories from like a flashback. Oh my goodness. Well, it sounds like a very interesting movie. I love the t- story of the Lorax. I haven't actually seen this new film, but I love the whole concept of the Lorax and the Dr. Seuss story and the book and the old cartoon and everything. So I absolutely love it. So I'm glad that you like this movie. So talk to me a little bit about the voices for this movie. I know it has Zac Efron and Taylor Swift. So how do you think they did as their characters? Taylor Swift was just amazing with the voice. She sounded like a totally different person, but in like a really good voice. And the O'Hare guy, like, you know how it's like, like you know how they have like artificial trees, right? Mm-hmm. So how can you get air, huh? So there's the O'Hare guy who makes hair like air, like <laughs> air, so they can breathe. And so he's like the the bad guy. Who like stopping Chad. No, you can't plant a real tree because then you know he'll lose his business. Yeah. And so that guy has a really deep voice and like one of those you know big tough guys, but he's actually really small. But he has a <laughs> huge business. Yeah. Well, that Crazy. sounds very funny. So talk to me a little bit about the one slur because as I recall from like the original story, the one slur is like you said very very mysterious. But he and you never really see him. So is that the case in this movie as well that you only just see his hands in this movie yeah you only see a shadow but he's the guy who knows he's the guy who who, um who chopped down all the trees that's why there's all that's why there's artificial trees because Mm -hmm. of him because he's like he runs off he goes off what after he like graduates college and like i want to make a business because like you know how it's like smooth as silk right Mm mm-hmm Absolutely. He's like, I'm gonna make scarves and stuff. So he's like trying to find that island where all that, all the trees are, and that's where Ted lives. And he's the onesler, and he's telling Ted all about that, and how the Lorax was the guardian of the forest. And do you think you have a favorite character or a favorite scene in this movie? My favorite character has to be Audrey because she's like super nice. Her dreams really, her dreams is very big. And my favorite scene is that is the ending. I can't tell you. <laughs> yes, definitely. Do not tell us about the ending. That would be major spoiler alert. So, is there anything else besides the last scene that real like a scene that really stood out to you? Maybe your second favorite scene. Well, there's, I don't have a really second favorite scene, but there's one really sad scene when, like, you know the O'Hare guy? Mm-hmm. Um, Audrey, she's, like, dreaming. You know how she dreams to see real trees? She, yeah. in her in her back of her house, she drew pictures of the trees, and she told Ted about all that trees, so that's why Ted wants to get a tree for her. Mm-hmm. And so the O'Hare guy... He's like, he, he painted the house the real color, and then he says, property of O'Hare. I'm your host, Raven Devani, and today we will be reviewing the film The Lorax, Hope Springs, and Airbud. So right now, we are talking about The Lorax, and we have with us Cheyenne, and she is just talking to me about some moving parts of the film. So since we're on the topic of emotion, why don't you tell me about the overall emotion of the film? Well, the emotion of the film, it's very, it's happy, but some scenes are sad, and you could get really emotional in the sad scenes, but the rest are very upbeat and stuff, and the music was great. It really matched the scene. 
Do you think that there was a lot of comedy in this film? Yeah, the comedy when the, some of the happy scenes, well, it's a comedy movie. And one of the funny parts is when um, it was like, kind of like in the very ending when they sing. Mm-hmm. And so they're singing in this movie? Well, there's like, kind of like, yeah. It's not like a musical, only at the end there's a song that they sing, like a victory. <laughs> that sounds awesome. I love victory songs. So how many stars would you give this film on a scale of one to five? I'll give it five stars. If I gave it more, definitely. Awesome. And why don't you tell me what age group you would recommend this film for? I would give it six and up because of some of the harsh words, maybe. Mm-hmm. So there was a little bit of harsh words. I think six and up is probably a good age for this film. Because I'm sure, I like I said, I haven't seen it, but my grandparents went and saw it, and they absolutely loved it. They thought it was super cute, and it seems like the type of movie that would be pretty good for all ages. So if you had to be um, any character, who would you be and why? I have two, Audrey and Ted's grandma. <laughs> and tell me why it would be those two characters. Audrey, because she's so loving and sweet, and she has such a big dream. Like, I have a big dream that I want. And Grandma, oh my gosh, she's just hilarious. I just want to be her. She's probably hilarious. So, why don't you talk to me a little bit about some other parts of this film that really stood out to you? Well, what really stood out for me is that Ted actually went through all those obstacles just to go to the one slave's house because of that, because of Audrey. He really likes her. That really... Like, you know, well, you really like that girl? <laughs> so there was a lot of dedication on his part? Yeah. That's awesome. And do you think there were any morals or messages that this film puts out to audiences? Um, the message is that sometimes the earth needs caring. You can't have, like, all artificial stuff. Like, there was no trees when like, Ted was born, you know? Absolutely. And that's bad take care of the earth because you know this is our home and we all share this home and if if it dies then we all we all go so yeah that's definitely something to think about so I know you were saying that the music was really good in this movie so tell me what kind of music um was played in this film and why it was so good for this movie it was a very upbeat felt it was a very upbeat tone it's not like um very slow sad it was like you could really dance to it you know Mm-hmm. And was it mostly just instrumentals, or were there some vocals in the background music? Um, at the end, there was, like, the people who, like, they want real trees, so, like, they're kind of in the background, and, mm-hmm. like, Ted and the, all the other main characters, they're singing lead, you know? And all here guys, like, trying to defend himself, and the security <laughs> guards are like, yeah, let's be on Ted's side. And then the O'Hare guy, he's like, there's all, there's... Like, all the citizens and all the other people on one side, and it's just him. You know, he's like, <laughs> it's very funny. It sounds very, very funny. So why don't you tell me a little bit about how, because I know you were saying you could relate to Audrey and the grandma, but um, how do you think other people and other audience members viewing this film can relate to this film? Do you think that the storyline is pretty relatable? Yeah, it's pretty relatable. 
And the thing, the another thing I want to be the grandma is because she is such an awesome grandma. She could ski. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, that sounds. Do you like skiing? I've never tried it before, but I know it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know everyone who that I know um, who skis. They absolutely love it. So you should definitely check it out. Just like you have to check out the movie The Lorax, which comes out on DVD and Blu-ray today. So be absolutely sure to check it out. Cheyenne, thank you so much for talking with me all about this film. It sounds hilarious, and I cannot wait to go and get it on DVD and Blu-ray because I cannot wait to see it, and I cannot wait to laugh at all of the grandma's jokes and how funny she is. Let's take a break. I'm Raven Devaney from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First Film Critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up.
Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Now let's discuss the film Air Bud, and again we have with us Juliana. So, Juliana, why don't you tell me a little bit about this movie? Okay. This movie is about a boy who just moved from his old home with his little sister and his mom. And while they're driving to their new home... There's this box in the middle of the road, and they accidentally hit it. So they get out of their car, and they see what it is, and there was a dog in it. So they let the dog out, and he run, and the dog stays there. So then they get back in the car, and they drive away. And then every now and then, the boy, Josh, runs into the dog, and then... For Christmas, his mom lets him keep it. And then I, and then um when he makes the basketball team, the dog shows the team what he can do. And so the old owner, like the abusive owner that used to beat him with newspapers, he saw it on TV and he came to their house and he wanted the dog back. And that guy was so creepy. <laughs> I feel like I've seen this movie. Like, I definitely remember this movie, watching it when I was younger. I love this movie. Oh, my goodness. I totally forgot that I've seen this. So why don't you tell me what you thought of this movie? Um, I thought it was really good. I mean, it was so sad at some parts, but then it, it was happy and exciting again. Mm-hmm. And what do you think of the cinematography and the visuals of this film? The cinematography was really good, and it just went really well with this movie. And what about the soundtrack of this film? Um, the music really added some good, like, effect to the scenes. Mm-hmm. And do you think you have a favorite character or a favorite scene in this film? And if you do, tell me what it is and why. My favorite character would have to be Bud. I like the bud because he's a dog that can, like, play basketball. Mm-hmm. Isn't that cool? Mm-hmm. I just think it's so cool how much you can, like, train an animal to do certain things. I think that's, I just think that's awesome. Yeah. And do you think you have a favorite scene? Um, my favorite scene would have to be when they have no more people left because one fell out and then the other got hurt. So then the dog comes in, and he plays for them, and he's, like, shooting and shooting and shooting and shooting, and then it comes down to the last couple of seconds, and, Mm -hmm. yeah, I can't give that part away. (laughs) Yes, do not give that part away. Um, Do you think that you would change anything about this movie, or do you think it was perfect the way it was? Um... I think it was good, but they should make the clown guy less creepier looking. <laughs> and it's so not just because I'm afraid of clowns. It's just the guy was creepy. Mm-hmm. And so what do you think of the relationship between Bud and his owner? Well, his old owner, he hated, absolutely hated, because that guy used to beat him with newspapers and all that stuff. Yes, he and was not I was a like, very good owner. That's so mean. And then when he finds Josh, Josh and his family just love Bud. Mm-hmm. They actually care for him. 
I think, you know, like I was saying, I've seen this movie and I don't remember it very much, but the one thing that I do remember so, so much is the connection between Josh and Bud because they're like best friends and one of them's dog and it's like, it's awesome. So what age group would you recommend for this film? Um, I would say like five to 11. That sounds awesome. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we are reviewing the films Diary of a Wimpy Kid Dog Days, The Lorax, Hope Springs, and Air Bud. So right now we are talking about Air Bud, and we have with us Juliana. So tell me, if you had to be any character, who would you be and why? I would be Buddy, just because the fact that he's a basketball playing dog, and that's pretty off. And do you think that the storyline of this film is relatable? Yeah, like, there's people out there that have one parent and are struggling through hard times, and so, yeah. Well, I'm glad that this seems like a relatable storyline. I can definitely relate to this. So, how many stars do you think you would give this film on a scale of one to five? Four and a half. Other than that, it was really... And do you think, because I know you're saying that there's some, you know sort of sadder parts in this film just because there's like the dog gets abused and then you know it's kind of sad in that aspect so do you think younger kids like below five should watch this with a parent no i don't think it's that bad that you need to watch it with someone do you think that adults would be able to enjoy this film or not really um i think they would it Mm -hmm. has adults in it so i think it's enjoyable to watch for everyone and what do you think is the most memorable part of this film? When Bud comes back, even though Josh tried to leave him somewhere where he wouldn't be with Josh, so he would get hurt again, or so he wouldn't be with his old owner. So he just like set him loose, so he wouldn't have to deal with anything. Mm-hmm. And I know we were talking about like something you would change, and you were saying you would change like the clown or whatever. But is there anything about the storyline that you would change, or any of the characters, or any of the scenes that you would change? Um, no, it's a really good movie the way it is. Tell me something else that's very, very memorable to you, like about not necessarily a specific scene, but was the cinematography really fantastic, or was the soundtrack really fantastic? Um, there wasn't a lot of music, but when there was, I thought it was fun. So what did you think of the overall production of the film with everything that we've talked about all combined? Um, the production of this film was really good. Um, some parts didn't really make sense, though. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it was really good. And what did you think of the acting in this movie? They did a good job with that, but when he cries, his face looks like so weird, and he barely had any tears. So that part wasn't the best. Really believable. Mm-hmm. Well, it is definitely a challenge for most people to make themselves cry. I can make myself cry, but it takes quite a bit of preparation to make myself cry. So I could get how maybe that wouldn't be too believable, but otherwise, do you think the acting was pretty good? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what do you think, I know you were talking a little bit about the soundtrack and how you don't really remember it very much, but do you think that it was, it fit the movie, or do you think it didn't fit the movie very well? I think it fit the movie well. 
And talk to me a little bit more about the emotion, because I know we were saying that it's pretty, like, it's, it gets pretty sad, but do you think uh, there's any comedy in this film? I thought it was pretty funny you know, that he would leave out a trail of pudding cups, and the dog would just, like, go in a circle and look at it. Oh, my gosh, I remember that. <laughs> I thought that was very, very funny, and very clever of him, actually. Well, Juliana, thank you so much for talking with us all about Airbud, so be sure to check it out. Let's take a break. I'm Haven Devaney from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First Film Critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. 
Now let's continue our discussion of Diary of a Wimpy Kid Dog Days, and we have with us Victoria. So how are you doing today, Victoria? I'm good. How are you? I'm awesome. So like I said, we're going to talk again about Diary of a Wimpy Kid. So Victoria, why don't you tell us what you thought of this movie? I thought this movie was really funny. I didn't expect it to be like age appropriate for teenagers, but I saw a lot of teens and adults in the audience and it was really good. It was really funny and it had some relatable scenes in it. Well, I am personally a huge fan of the Diary of a Wimpy Kid series. I absolutely love the movies because I think they're really funny. And, you know, it's not like some of the like more mature comedies that teenagers would go see, but I still think it's awesome. Like, I'm going to go see this movie in theaters because it looks pretty hilarious. So tell me a little bit about your favorite character or favorite scene in this film. My favorite character is Rowley. Because he's like that adorable little kid who like is so innocent and then he has this friend who's like sort of a bad influence on him. But they're such good friends that they don't care. Mm-hmm. I think Raleigh's so funny. I think he's so funny. So what did you think of the cinematography in this movie? I thought the cinematography in this movie was, was really good. It was all the scenes had like the book cover, the book illustrations in it. Mm-hmm. So that you can see that this comes from the book and you can see how the characters look. So are you a fan of the Diary of the Olympic Kid? Now I am. <laughs> now you are. Well, that's a good way to be. I personally like hadn't really, well, I'm a big fan of the books and the movies now, but I personally, you know, hadn't really gotten into the Diary of a Wimpy Kid books or anything until after I saw the first movie and... You know, I was like, oh, I have to read these. Plus, my brother absolutely loves the books. So what age group would you recommend this film for? I'd recommend this film for any age, really. But I feel like it would stop at age once you get to about 40 because it might get a little boring and juvenile. Yeah. Well, I feel like I agree with you like I'm sure older adults like grandparents and stuff wouldn't go see this movie with their you know grand I mean their fan like by themselves but I feel like they would go see it with their grandkids definitely do you agree with that yeah of course um (laughs) um, grandparents do anything for their grandchildren (laughs) well I know um my grandparents saw this movie with some of my younger cousins and they thought it was so cute. So I feel like it would be a good movie for all ages. Well, they didn't see this movie, but they've seen like the past movies and they say that they're adorable because I love the past movies. So have you seen any of the past Diary of a Wimpy Kid films? I saw the first one. Mm-hmm. You have to watch the second one. It's so funny. Oh my God. It's so funny. So how do you think this movie compares to the first one? The first one was sort of a long time ago, but it, the I like this one a lot better than the first one. The first one, I kind of didn't like it that much. But now that I look back on it, I'm like, oh, okay, it all clicks together now. So <laughs> It makes sense now. Well, I cannot wait to go see this movie. It looks hilarious. Tell me a little bit about your favorite scene in this movie. My favorite scene in this movie is the one where he jumps off the diving board. Mm-hmm. and his shorts get stuck on the high dive. Oh, no. Yes, so to stay in the water all day. <laughs> it seems like Greg always has, like, the most unfortunate luck. Like, everything that could possibly go wrong goes wrong to him. And it's like, oh, 
oh poor kid i feel so bad for him so how many stars would you give this film on a scale of one to five i'd give it five out of five stars awesome you're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we are reviewing the film Diary of a Wimpy Kid Dog Days, The Lorax and Air Bud. And right now we are talking about Diary of a Wimpy Kid Dog Days, and we have with us Victoria. And we are just talking a little bit about some funny scenes and some funny moments in this movie, and I personally cannot wait to go see this movie. It looks fantastic. So do you think that this storyline is relatable? Um, yes, it's basically when you have older siblings, all of this stuff happens to you. Like, you keep secrets from your parents through each other, so you have to, like, bribe each other a little bit, so it's Mm -hmm. really relatable. And if you had to be one character in this movie, one specific character, who would you be and why? I'd be Manny, because that little kid gets whatever he wants, and (laughs) he's so cute. I love Manny. I think he's so funny. Yeah, he's like, Bubby. I know. He's so funny, and he's so cute, and it's like, I don't understand how that little child is so adorable. He's just so cute. (laughs) I think that's funny that you pick Manny as the one person that you would be. What do you think of the overall emotion in this film? The emotion, it's a mixture of, normally they're always really happy, but sometimes Greg does something, and then they're kind of, like, sad for a second, or, like, but it's, like, generally a comedy. Yeah, it's generally, like, a beat funny type. Mm-hmm. And what do you think of the relationship between Greg and Roderick? They have a rocky relationship. They're, they, they're brothers, so they obviously don't really get along all the time. But they tend to cover for each other. So, in the end, you can tell they love each other. In the end, it's like, we're family. You can't pick your family. So you kind of just have to deal with it. So do you think you would change anything in this movie or add anything, take anything out? No, I'd leave everything in there. Mm -hmm. It was really good. And what do you think was the most memorable aspect of this film, whether it's a favorite scene or maybe the cinematography or a favorite acting moment? You know, what was the most memorable part for you? My favorite scene was when Roderick was trying to get the attention of a girl he liked. Mm-hmm. who was a lifeguard, so he pretended to drown, and she wasn't paying attention, so this big guy, like, dragged him out of the water. <laughs> like, I don't know you. Stop touching me. And then, that like, so funny. out of the water. I think Roderick has always been my favorite character in, like, the other movies, um, because he's always, like, messing with Rowley and Greg, and it's like, you know, he means well. He's just an older brother, you know, so of course he's gonna mess with them and throw some pranks around and stuff. So, what did you think of the overall production of the film with everything combined? It was very cute. It was really funny. And it's a film that you can go see no matter how old you are and still enjoy it. And what do you think are the main morals and messages that this film puts out to audiences? You can make mistakes and it doesn't really matter, but you should always own up to them. Mm -hmm. And people will respect you for it. That is what we talked about in the first segment when we were talking about this. And something that I just just wanted to mention again in this segment was uh, one of the morals that one of the girls mentioned was um, a man who makes no mistakes hasn't lived or something along those lines. And that that was a pretty good message to get out there. 
So be sure to go check out Diarrhea of a Wimpy Kid Dog Days in a theater near you and take all your friends and family and check it out because it sounds hilarious. So, Victoria, thank you for being with us today. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. You can experience more Kids First fun, watch our film reviews, and see your favorite up-and-coming film critics by going to www.kidsfirst.org. I'm Raven Devaney signing out, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know what to see. And speaking of see, we'll see you again next week.